everybody and welcome to episode uh, 15 of PHP Town Hall and this time we're trying it on video. Um, I'm sorry that you can see our faces, that's not necessarily something you want or need, but uh, we're going to give it a try. And, uh, and this week, on this episode, me and Ben are joined by Don. Uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you do. Uh, hi, my name is Don Gilbert. I am on the Joomla Framework Maintainers team. Um, I work for a web design company in Chicago where we mainly deal with um, Joomla websites for Fortune 500 companies. And um, with all the work I was doing there, I felt it was time to start contributing back to the community. So about the past year and a half, been real active in the Joomla community and um, just helping that move forward into uh, modern PHP practices and things like that. Uh, sweet. Um, so, what what sort of uh, contributions are you making to Joomla? What are you? What are the things you're working on? And what what have you been doing recently as well? Okay, so I should probably start with a little history of Joomla because everybody knows Joomla as the CMS. It's one of the big three up there with WordPress, Drupal, and Joomla. Um, but a lot of a, a lot of developers kind of um, look down their noses at it a bit. I know Zach Kids Miller when he learned I was working with Joomla. Um, kind of said, what, why are you doing that? Why? <laughs> uh, I really felt that was the broader, broader PHP community's take on what Joomla is. Cause it was started, uh, as a fork of Mambo back in 2005. You know, it's got yeah. real roots. It's, it's, um, you know, it followed the singleton pattern. It, uh, it's got statics everywhere. We had a global factory, things like that, which made it convenient and easy to build apps, but it was really hard to test your apps. And with the past couple of years, with the explosion of testing on the PHP community, we saw that testing isn't something we can do with the current state of Joomla that it's in. So that combined with uh, PSR0 and Composer, you know, becoming and just exploding on the scenes and really making it easy to reuse code, I wanted to be able to use that at work. and. Um, help the broader Joomla community to use these great tools that are available to them, but we were kind of stuck in the past. Um, so back in 2011, there was a big push with Joomla to um, kind of take out of the Joomla CMS the reusable bits. Um, if you're familiar with, and I'm sure everybody listening to this is, the breakup of CodeIgniter, and uh, Expression Engine. Expression Engine started out as a CMS, and then they extracted the reusable bits out and made CodeIgniter 1.0, and then rebuilt Expression Engine on top of that framework. That's exactly what happened with Joomla about uh, two years ago. Um, we're still in the process of rebuilding the CMS onto this framework, but um, it's getting there. One of the biggest changes, though, um, that still has yet to make it into the CMS is PSR0 namespacing. Um, you know, namespaces have been supported in PHP since 2008, and it, here it is 2013, and Joomla's just catching up to that because that's I, yep. I really drove that forward because I wanted to use that within work, and um, you know, Composer requires it, things like that. Yeah, I remember talking to you um, a while ago when you were kind of, I think, just getting first involved with this, just saying... Uh, that you really wanted to get PSR zero in there, and and that you really wanted to start making it use some of the standards, and I think eventually the core team were just like, yeah, fuck it, go do it, right? Like they they kind of just let you in and just 
now you seem to be pretty much in control of, of that, of making that transition. Uh, yeah. Is that about right? Yeah. So um, there was a core team of about six developers that all worked for eBay, and they're the ones who really pushed the uh, advancement in the Joomla framework before I came along. You know, from 2011 to through 2012, they really uh, pushed that forward. Um, but they didn't get it as far as introducing namespacing and things like that. Um, I, since I wanted to use that, I just, I was getting a little pushback from it. Some people weren't in, interested in it, so I just said, fuck it, I'm going to do it and create the RFC and the PR and, and put it out there and see what happens. Well, shortly after that, um, four of the developers that were working on it left and started working for another company, left eBay. And then there was only a couple guys left and they needed some more help with it. And um, Andrew Eddy, the founder of Joomla, is actually still one of those guys. And him and I had some long conversations to help him understand or to where he could finally get, like, wow, reusable packages in small pieces, small components um, is the future. It's where PHP is heading. Monolithic frameworks isn't the answer anymore. People want to be able to pick and choose. So hmm. the namespacing effort, the packaging effort, things like that that I was leading really was what he saw Joomla wanted to become. So in January of this year, they invited me onto the core framework team to really help make the decisions and drive that change. And since then, we've had um, an alpha release and three beta releases where we're just trying to get everything up to snuff, get our test coverage up. We're at about 65% test coverage for a, a Joomla framework, which is 65 nice. lines of code. So it's actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> that's, that's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're doing things like dependency injection. Um, like I said, was telling Ben before this started, just two weeks ago, I finally made the last commit to completely remove the global factory that uh, was everywhere. You, you could be in a model three levels deep and just somebody calls J factory get application and then you're like, what the hell? Why is this dependency right here? What do you mean? <laughs> So um, Un unlimited nesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to stop that, you know, dependency injection, testability. It's all the same, you know. It's it, one depends upon the other. So yeah. that's the way we've been going. And, and like I said, I just made the last commit to remove the last instance of that two weeks ago. We tagged our beta three release, and then um, here in two weeks we have the Juma World Conference, November. Uh, 8th, 9th, and 10th, and we're planning on releasing um, 1.0 stable then. So oh, it's, nice. it's about a year's worth of effort for me um, to get us to a stable release there. Wow. Oh, that's good, because uh, PHP doesn't have that many frameworks, so it's good that you have <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, actually, on that note, though, was there any debate on just moving the CMS on top of an existing framework? And if so, why did you decide to do a new framework? So, um, with the way Joomla handled things, um, you know, the global factory object and, and things like that, that's what the Joomla developers are used to. So there's over 7,000, well, as of a year and a half ago, there was about 10,000 extensions on the Joomla extensions directory. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of those included Joomla 1.5 compatible code, um, which have since been deprecated, but now we've regained, we're at about 7,000 extensions for the Joomla CMS right now. And every one of those developers are used to the way we've been doing things. And to rewrite the CMS on top of 
something completely foreign like Symphony 2 or Yi or something like that would be um, kind of the suicide for the, the Joomla project because one of the things that makes us one of the big three is the um, extension developers and the developer community. It's, uh, it's a big yeah. I mean, that's It's interesting that that was the decision you made because faced with essentially the exact same choice, uh, the Drupal guys went with, fuck it, start again. Uh, they, they wanted they to do that every single version. Yeah, like, pretty much. Okay, let's start again. Let's make hooks and core, and let's do all this. <laughs> yeah, I think for the last three major versions, they've just kind of just like ripped it out and started again, which is great. I mean, this is it's it's just every single project always has the the really hard choice of um, maintain backwards compatibility forever, main it, you know, keep it for one major version at a time, or try and keep it for a couple of major versions and have deprecation and legacy packages, it's the change management that's the hard part. And luckily Pyrocy CMS had the, the option of just saying like, alright, we were built on top of Coding Lighter, no one uses that and it's terrible, so let's switch to something else. And we can just, we, we, we're not completely restarting again, but we're kind of staggering it out a little bit, so it is essentially changing between two and three, it's a big, big change, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense for you guys to try and keep that working. Um, it, is backwards compatibility like a main driver? Do you do you often hold back on features for for uh, backwards compatibility's sake? Or so within the CMS, there's so now there's two separate projects in Joomla. There's the Joomla framework, ESR zero, namespacing, um, late static binding, you know everything that you would want there. Dependency injection, and then there's the Joomla CMS that's still kind of the old style. We're in the transition right now where we're working on figuring out how can we now rebuild a CMS on top of this and still retain our user base and our developer trust. So, uh, people are just watching me slowly switch onto different beers and, and get through the uh, get through the video. I'm now on some uh, post room po post road pumpkin ale. So pumpkin ale, nice, good. Yeah. Pro product placement. Try a refreshing <laughs> bottle post road pumpkin ale. Warm mics, hard lemonade. <laughs> now, Ladies. my beer is a little more interesting. This is a, it's a local, local brewer here, and his name it's is a... Ben Edmonds. No, there's actually another Ben Edmonds here that's a brewer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought you were being funny. Um, oh. That's, that's uh, it's ironic. Um, so where were we? We were talking about uh, the framework, the Joomla project, Joomla CMS, rebuilding... CMS on top of. Yeah, you're talking about, um, I guess, so right now you're, both projects aren't being recoded at the exact same time, right? You're kind of going through and making the framework so that over the next couple of major versions. Oh, backwards compatibility. Backwards yeah. compatibility. So with backwards compatibility, with the framework, we're like, number one driver for the framework is best practices. Um, that is what we consider most when we're developing, when we're writing tests, everything. And then secondarily, it's do we have to break backwards compatibility with the CMS with this, or can we do it in a way that it's you know still compatible? Out of the box, it's all not compatible for the reason of namespaces. Um, instead of extending you know your your J controller base, everything that extends that now has to change to extend Joomla controller, abstract base controller or whatever. So that there, it's not backwards compatible, but in, in other senses, method signatures, things like that, we're trying to retain backwards compatibility. And uh, one of the cool things is actually when we first started this, is I uh, devised a way 
Um, using uh, some fancy auto order tricks, I'm sure Anthony Ferrara wouldn't be happy to see what exactly we were doing. But uh, where we were, I built uh, an array to alias class names, their old style class names, the new namespace class names, and then huh. dynamically extending those classes <laughs> within the auto order. Evo? Uh, not, maybe, no. <laughs> I was doing class alias. Okay. It's, uh, it's almost as bad, but it's... Yeah, almost. <laughs> so, um, but the thing is, the cool part about that was is we have this awesome tracker app um, that we've been working on for about a year as well. And it integrates with any GitHub project. It'll pull in uh, the issues and things like that. And then it, it gives you a little bit more control over what you have just within GitHub um, for issue management, and it's really important for the Joomla CMS because we have teams, uh, bug squad team, you know, that they're assigned to different things. They need to be able to assign priority to different parts, so it's pretty vital for us. Right now, we're using GForge. I don't know if you've ever used that. Um, a bit of a pain. Um, so we're rewriting it and uh, dog-fooding our code and uh, writing nice. it. Yeah. So it's a good way of doing it. Plus, if it's internal, then you really have more control. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that was written out almost entirely um, on the Joomla CMS code. And then um, we I did the namespacing effort, and I got this um, method in place to allow backwards compatibility between class names and their new namespace parts. And I was actually able to just drop that in and put this app on top of the namespace uh, framework, and it worked flawlessly. So... <laughs> That is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Boom. Mind blown. <laughs> that's, uh, that's impressive stuff, man. So uh, I guess some of the stuff you've been working on for getting this work, um, for the Joomla framework, getting it ready and getting it standards compliant is implementing all the PSRs. So you've done you've, uh, the PSR 0. Not, not all the PSRs. I wanted to a do whole, PSR 3. I that bunch of them, right? But it's, that's yeah. what I was going to ask. It was definitely done PSR uh, 0 and probably 1. Probably skip 2. Um, there's yeah. definitely some PSR 3 elements in there. And you were saying that you've already got some PSR 4 stuff supported, even though we haven't stopped arguing about it yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, we did follow, in the original RFC for namespaces, I said we need to follow PSR 0 because Composer is a thing. It's not going yeah. away. We need yeah. to support this. Um, and then PSR 1, um, you know, it's the non-controversial code style guide. So we yeah. thought we were already following that. Um, Joomla had a coding standard before PSR2, so we stuck with that, more or less. Um, okay. It's very very similar, actually, to Laravel's uh, coding standard. Nice, uh, yeah. Well, that, Laravel is is kind of, they, they call it PSR2-ish. Um, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's exactly the same, apart from he prefers, uh, Taylor prefers to put his brackets down the line, so it's Ullman style, and yeah. they use tabs instead of spaces, but apart from that, it's... Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same. Exactly. We should, we should talk about tabs versus spaces more, though, because it is our favorite topic. <laughs> I think we should do tabs for indenting, spaces for alignment. Yeah. But here, really? <laughs> Did I, you see that thing I linked I up? Um, somebody somebody posted a really good uh, meme, and it was like a scene from Jurassic Park, and it was uh, it was someone was shouting like, "Hey, that guy uses tabs, uh, spaces instead of tabs." <laughs> see, see, nobody cares. See, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we do PSR zero, PSR one. Um, then um, our application uses um, the logger interface for PSR three, 
Um, we use Monolog within the application, but you can use any PSR3 compatible logger. Um, and then um, Andrew Reddy, he was the previous um, representative for, to the PHP FIG for the Joomla framework. And before he left, he was working, I think, with Larry Garfield from Drupal, um, just on the cache um, PSR. And we actually implemented what, at the time, a year ago, was, um, <laughs> you know, the best, the one that seemed like it was going to pass. Nice. Yeah. So we got cache interface, cache item interface. And uh, the question now, obviously, because that's not what's going to be the final PSR4, is what do we do for our cache package? Because we implemented this. Um, I think we're going to end up actually just naming it folding it into our own code, and then when PSR4 does pass, that if. if, yes, if it passes. <laughs> Guillermo uh, and uh, Robert can hash it out. Yeah, right. So uh, I think the, the most, if anyone doesn't know what PSR4 is, then it's kind of a replacement um, autoloader, or an alternative autoloader for now, and then maybe it will one day replace. I was describing PSR cache, right? wasn't I? Yes. You, you were talking about both. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. You said PSR four, and you were talking about PSR cache. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So back to PSR four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that now. I think you uh, should start doing years. So it should be like PSR twenty thirteen. Because yeah, they all take nice. like well, a then we year. Only do one year. That's yeah. all they do now. Uh, no, actually, oh, I think cache span two years. <laughs> we we do we do. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've it's been a very long time since we got out any out. We've actually got um, as many PSRs that are close to being finished as we as we have ever released. Um, we just have to fucking finish them. And I really can't say too much on that topic because I pulled the PSR four vote three hours before it was going to pass. <laughs> uh, I just got off a plane, jet lagged, and I'm like, I sat down in the UK and had my first proper cider in the longest time. Went, you know what? Fuck this. Pulled it. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, so PSR four is the class autoloader. PSR five is the um, PHP dot block syntax, uh, and um, uh, PSR six is caching, which is what you were talking about. Yes. Um, so actually, that's a really good point. Like, if you implemented what was at the time the correct thing, then it's probably not the correct thing anymore. No. Uh, no. <laughs> so with uh, PSR four, it's the autoloading PSR. Um, one of the things that um, is the this. Juma this used to be PSRX, or what happened to PSRX? Yeah, so PSRX was never the official name. It was just uh, referred to as, uh, like, it was before we had the workflow. Um, okay. PSR, people would say, like, and then when PSRX is released, and what they meant by that was, and then PSR whatever this happens. Uh, the, the number used to be assigned once it was accepted, but now it's assigned yeah. um, when it reaches draft stage. So re to really quickly recap, you uh, the new workflow is, um, pre-draft is just someone's got some random idea, it's a random muck file on a GitHub profile somewhere, uh, then they have to bring it to the fig uh, for an entrance vote. If it passes the entrance vote, then uh, to, to pass the entrance vote, it has to have two sponsors from the fig, uh, so that kind of gives it some sort of formality. Uh, and then they have an entrance vote to say, yes, we like the idea of this. Um, then it goes into a draft stage, then you work on the document, make it better, then it goes to review, um, whenever the editor decides, and then you have another vote uh, when it goes to review to make it an accepted final thing. So as soon as it hits draft, it gets that number, which is why we have PSR 4, 5, and 6, even though they're not actually accepted standards yet. Right. Uh. Okay, sorry. 
Keep going. So, yeah. uh, PSR, uh, PSR 4, the auto-loading standard, it allows you to have a shallow directory structure by saying this is a prefix. When I load a class, I want to strip off the prefix and then load that from the file system that way after doing some transformations. So with PSR 0, you had a straight one-to-one -one mapping between the class name and the file system. Now you're able to have a truncated class name. Yeah. And um, Joomla actually implemented this back in 2011 when they originally pulled the, the framework out of the CMS, and uh, but it wasn't namespace. It didn't support namespaces. It was just class prefixes. Um, so everything in Joomla is prefixed with a J. So you would have like J HTTP response or J polar base. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, of course we we did camel casing, and then we would split the directory structure based on the camel case. Nice. So if it was J HTTP response, you would strip off the J, look in our library's Joomla folder, and then go HTTP response.php. And that was actually one of the arguments not to go with namespacing for the Joomla CMS is they're like, well, we get, we lose this, uh, functionality we have of our current autoloader. So I was like, it doesn't matter. All right. You're going to, you're going to love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why should we use namespaces when we could just keep on doing this really bad thing that we've been doing for a while? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a little, there was a lot of pushback, but yeah. you know, not so much anymore. Um, we're really we're pushing it forward. What does the awesome. core team look like now? Because you mentioned that eBay pretty much ran the show for a while. Okay, so there's still um, Andrew Eddy. He's the founder of Joomla, um, or one of the founders of Joomla originally back in 2005. He's on the core team, um, and this is for the framework, not the CMS. There's Andrew Eddy, uh, Ian McLennan. Um, he's been on the team for a while. He's with eBay as well. Um, there's uh, David Hurley. He runs a um, web shop out of uh, North Carolina, I think. Anyways, he's been he's the Joomla community project manager, so he deals with developers and their complaints and things like that. Um, there's a guy, Michael Babker. He's uh, in the Army. He does IT for the Army, and he's on the Joomla team. And then there's another guy, Chad Widnagel. He's been with Joomla longer than anybody I know, even longer than... Andrew Eddy, he was with Joomla before it was Joomla. Oh. So we have a really good team of guys. Uh, let me make sure I didn't miss anybody. Oh, and then there's uh, Ruben. <laughs> You'll be getting kicked off the team if you... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's uh, Ruben Wesling. He, or, uh, I don't know how to say his last name. He's German. Uh, looks like Webling. Just but say it very angry. Rolfen Wesling. <laughs> there you are. Uh, that's his name. And um, he's been with the team for a long time. <laughs> Um, We've yeah. just lost a lot of European followers. <laughs> totally pissed them off. Do your best German, Bill. Do you have a German accent? I, I think if I did that, it would be a hate crime being English. <laughs> so that's not acceptable. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so that's the core team now. There is there's six of us, seven of us, counting me. And then, then there's the Joomla CMS, which that is... There's so many different working groups within the CMS. We got the Bug Squad, the Security Strike Team. I'm on both of those. Those names, those names are awesome. Do they come with uniforms with like a sash and a badge or anything? Uh, when, at the Joomla World Conference, you get a <laughs> the Joomla Security Strike Team or Joomla Bug Squad. Nice. Uh, that uh, that's the thing with one of the things with Joomla. It's uh, it doesn't have a corporate backing like WordPress has. Um, 
automatic. Yeah. Drupal has Acquia. Joomla has nothing. There's no corporate. Yeah, there's the Joomla Foundation, isn't there? Which is like a yeah. There's uh, Open Source Matters. Um, oh yeah. And they they did Open Source Matters because they wanted to really be able to represent legally more than just Joomla. But right now, if I remember correctly, that's all that they represent. Yeah. They, they hold so they, the trademark. They do all the legal and things like that. But they don't you know, back the project like an automatic or Acquia does. Right, right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, when I was at uh, CMS Expo, which is where I met you, that was good fun. Yeah. Um, missed the most recent one, which is fortunate. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of, um, was it Open Source Matters? It, it was, I saw a lot of these stickers that were uh, make, make web, not war. And I've got one yeah. on the back of my laptop now, uh, yeah. which was representing uh, Joomla and, uh, and Drupal, I think. So I wasn't entirely sure if um, if they were uh, they seem to work fairly closely together. People, it's not as much like us versus them as as um, as some people might assume. Um, I thought they might be. I thought they were the same organization, but Open Source Matters is just the uh, just Joomla, is it? Or yeah, it holds it holds the legal um, the trademark for Joomla. It doesn't really have anything to do with Drupal, um, okay. although there is uh, some collaboration. We're trying, you know, trying to grow that. There was a recent article in the Joomla magazine um, stating that open source CMSs aren't competitors. You know, we're, right. We're working toward the same goal. Well, that's the funny thing because when I when I got to CMS Expo, everyone, a lot of people that use these different products, like you'll see on Reddit that they are really fucking tribal about the whole situation. It's like you're a WordPress developer, I will cut you. You know, like they. Well, that's a silly example because everyone hates WordPress developers, but. Um, if it's like, you know what I mean? Like you have Drupal and Joomla and, and Expression Engine and they, they get really argumentative and like, mine's the best. Oh, mine's the best. Yeah. Um, and, and when I got there, like I was hanging out with the, uh, the cloud CMS guys are awesome. Um, hanging out with the ModX team. They've invited me to come hang out whenever I'm in Texas, you know. Um, it was really funny actually with the ModX team. There was one guy, he was sat there and he didn't, he only said about two words, but he had his shirt like this. He had his, he had his collar up and, uh, he, all he said was hi. And I said, are you from Bath? And he went, yeah. And I was like, yeah, caught you. Only people from Bath wear their shirts up. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, uh, like hanging out with all the teams, we all just went out drinking and everyone's having a really good time. Um, and it's, it's not as like, it's not, it's not a war. Like we're all just trying to make good products. We've all taken different approaches. We, we don't necessarily agree with the approach of other systems have made, which is why we end up making our own or using something different, right? Um, so it's awesome to see collaboration, and that's why I'm really happy about the fig being a thing. Um, as much as we might argue that the fact that like all of these projects have come together and we're actually <laughs> we we are working on making these standards, how efficiently we're doing that is a very different question. But um, the fact that we can all come together and actually do something which which helps all of us and hopefully uh, kind of some of the rest of the community at the same time that's a pretty powerful thing. Um, how have you found being on the fig so far? Well, I joined um, about six months ago when Andrew Eddy stepped down to deal with some family matters. Um, he put me in his spot there to represent the Joomla project, and it was just a warm welcome overall. Um, I see there are some, and I'm sure they're good intentioned, and, you know, we're all computer scientists here, so, you know, everybody's completely objective and nobody, you know, is doing anything <laughs> uh, based on their own personal opinion. But uh, it's it's hard to see past personalities um, sometimes, even yeah. 
even going back and rereading some of the things I've posted, it's like, wow, am I really do I come across as that much of a prick uh, sometimes? Yeah, so. yeah I, I have reread posts of a year ago, and I was like, who's that cunt? Oh, me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but overall, I think it's good. We're the new the new bylaws. Um, everybody's violating the self-throttling right now with cash. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Same with PSR 4. It, it's really hard. I violate them a lot as well. But no, what, the, are we, the, the, what are we talking about here? Sorry, I was just about to explain. Uh, Self-throttling isn't so much a bylaw, it's just like a, um, a, a common courtesy piece of advice. And there was one thread called self-throttling, which I think Larry, start, uh, Larry uh, Garfield started up. And the suggestion was basically, guys, post less. Uh, <laughs> he was pretty much saying, like, uh, try and post on one uh, thread item. Or, or, try and post in the same thread only once a day essentially, or as little as possible. Because what we started to see was there would be like two or three people that were just deadlocked, just bang, 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 bang. Obviously, you've got the, got the homepage. Uh, they have the, the, the group open in a, in a tab, and they're just refreshing that every now and then, and just like, oh, reply, and just more texting. I have definitely done this. Um, and I think most people that are interested in the topic have been. Um, but the reason I find it hard sometimes to do it Another piece of advice is if you and a couple of people are just having a conversation, then get on IRC, chat on there, and then post the results back, right? Uh, which, which I definitely do a lot. And whenever I can, I get someone to do that. Um, actually, with the number of PSR4 emails that have gone out, I that guarantee you I have twice as many in my inbox. So whilst it looks like I've been completely flagrantly ignoring these rules and then shouting at other people for doing so, making me a hypocrite, um, I, it, it could have been worse. <laughs> but uh, what's really hard is when you're really um, when you're involved in a conversation and and someone says something retarded, it's really hard to just go, oh well, that's just what they're gonna say. I'll wait until tomorrow to reply. And in the meantime, everyone now has the wrong idea or thinks the world is flat because that person said that it is. So it's really it's hard, but it it does help, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um. It's good. I know Jordy um, from Composer, he posted that on there when people were requesting his feedback for PS4. He's like, yeah. hey, guys, just slow down. You don't <laughs> need to reply right now. Just Right. Yeah, he said, close your, ma- close your mail client for a couple of days and then post yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, Which uh, I, I pretty much did. I just ignored it for a couple of days. I did, I did post a ridiculous uh, YouTube video just being like, I don't... I, I watched it. Uh, what are you guys talking about? Um, the hilarious thing, so with PSR4, uh, basically the story is uh, it was created a really long time ago, and then it was nearly done, and it was nearly voted in. Um, and I think someone pointed out there was a fatal error in the class in the code example while it was in a vote, and I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just merge that because it's like a random trivial thing to the code, not the wording or the technical implementation, so whatever. Uh, I merged that, and everyone went, oh, you changed, you you merged a change in the vote, ah, we throw it out, and People shouting the bed about that, so it didn't pass the vote that time. Um, that, and um, uh, there's an issue that Anthony Thorero jumped in for some change. Was it that one, or was it another one? Oh, he was. We were having conversations about whether you should be able to amend PSRs ever, and I was saying that um, I was saying that if something is, I can't remember what I was suggesting. I think I can't remember the argument we had, but there was there was a conversation where I was saying there should be um, uh, you should be allowed to make. Trivial changes that don't affect anything that actually uh, don't affect anything in the spec itself, mm-hmm. right? So there was, I think I was going to merge a change to the to the example um, code implementation, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, "No, we can't do that." And I was like, "Well, why?" You know, um, 
but whatever. It, it wasn't it wasn't that conversation that was being had. Okay. Um, so what was the outcome on that though? Are you allowed to merge changes? So not no. Um, we now have a router, which is a workflow suggested by Larry Garfield, which I pushed through, um, and and we got a vote. So what we can do is uh, if we don't actually ever change the PS the spec itself. But if if it's agreed and voted upon that there is like a piece of confusion or a piece of wrongness or bad wording, then we can post a note uh, a note in a meta document that says actually this is what's happening. So okay. in P- PSR two, um, if you have a if you if you're calling a method um, and you're passing it values um, and you pass it a, a a callback or an array that spreads onto multiple lines, um, that should not technically break PSR2. It was definitely not meant to break the intention of PSR2. So there's some muddy wording which PHP CodeSniffer will say, that's wrong! Whereas anyone that uses PSR2 actually goes, oh, actually, no, this is fine. But if they if they then use the CodeSniffer implementation, then it says they're wrong. So that was something we decided was um, worth clarifying with Arata. So we just said, no, this is fine. Shut up. And mm-hmm. then CodeSniffer implemented the change to allow it Based on that errata being a thing, but we didn't actually edit the the spec, um, so that's how amendments kind of work. Um, and for those of you that don't speak English, that was errata because I couldn't understand what Phil was saying most of that. Errata, okay, errata. <laughs> oh, I'm from England. Can it I sounded like more? Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> saying router. Router, errata. <laughs> uh, Dom, was it with you? I think it was with you. Where um, I was in Chicago and I was trying to, uh, I ended up saying. I was trying to say um, the root route, and I was just I kept saying root root, and everyone was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's fine. But yes, so the the really brief history of PSR four is yes, there was originally a vote before the workflow happened uh, was a thing, and it it didn't pass then. My fault, I fucked up. Um, but then we we everyone was kind of working on it, and 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 Paul spent a really long time making it into a much better document based on more feedback that came in after the vote because people like to wait until after votes. Um, and then we had this really good document, well, what we thought was good, it was much better. Um, and then people kept coming up with alternative proposals. So uh, we were trying to get this autoloader standard passed, and then all of a sudden somebody says, "Why are we just trying to autoload uh, PHP files?" Why don't we load name, uh, load resources as well? So we can do J- uh, JavaScript files and CSS. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool, but maybe not now. Maybe we do it as a separate thing. Um, so then the, the idea of a second PSRR it was referred to for resources was banding around. And then it was, um, oh, well, these two have really similar ideas, the auto loading and the, and the, and the resource thing. So why don't we also, why don't we take some of these rules out and put them into PSR path mapping? And then we have this third thing and it was all, crazy and that took three months for us to argue through and eventually we decided to ignore it all um and and then we finally got it in for another vote um and uh people i think people were just really tired of the whole conversation at that point because uh we didn't i got it in for the vote um through review and uh people were voting on it sort of plus winning everywhere but a lot of people were saying things like yeah i really hate the wording i don't like the uh the spec or other people were saying I don't really understand the wording of what this means, but I know what the idea is, and then kind of things like that, which is fucking scary. Because if we're, if I'm putting my name on the, you know, on this document saying like I, I was one of the editors, I was involved with this spec. No one knows what it means, but <laughs> apart from the people that were like talking to the person that made it at the time, so they can use it. I'm like, that's not how specs work. You can't just do that. Uh, so we, I pulled it. 
much to the annoyance of multiple people. It's because um, of your and now, yeah, I, was, I remember yeah. I texted you earlier that yeah. day or at Twitter. You say, "Hey, it's about to pass. We got three hours to pass." And then, you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put out a tweet saying, um, "You're like, yeah, uh, PSR four is going to pass in three hours unless something drastic happens." And then, like ten minutes later, I'm like, "Something <laughs> drastic happened," and posted to my link where I pulled it because I was I was basically at that point of like, "Woo!" And then I. Like I said, I just got off a plane. I just sat down in a pub and got my first cider and fish and chips. I'm a cliche. Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> um, sat, sat down and did all that. Got on the Wi-Fi. Got everything up. Make that first tweet. Then kind of read through my emails and saw responses of a lot of people saying like, eh, don't like it. Uh, and people seem to be unhappy with it. And the, the analogy I used was um, I felt like I'd just been kind of tossed. Like, I'm playing American football, not rugby, because I'm in America now. Um, I felt like I'd been tossed the ball and I was running with it and, you know, Paul threw me the ball and I was running, I had it under my arm and I'm running past the pitch, jumping over people left, right and center and ducking and diving and got, got it to the, got it to the touchdown area, the yeah. end zone, right, got to the end zone and smashed that down. And then the referee, uh, walked over and just said, uh, nice run, mate, but that's, that's not, that's not a football. That's a bag of shit. Um, and I just really, <laughs> I just really felt like I'd, I'd kind of taken it and hadn't really looked at it too much. And just purely because nobody had come up with, uh, anything that was bad about it, I was like, oh, it must be, it must be great then. Um, but it was only kind of towards the end where people started to raise concerns after the vote had started. Cheers, guys. That, um, that people started to kind of bring their concerns forward. And then I was like, oh, yeah, maybe this isn't right that we do this. So it's now caused a whole flurry of activity and, and there's been like 10 different alternatives and we're going around in circles and we nearly got this document ready. And then again, somebody else said, why don't we just take PSR zero and change these two <laughs> things? And we've got another alternative proposal made by the original document, uh, made by Paul Jones. And it's crazy. It's really fucking crazy, but we'll, we'll get there one day. All right. Maybe. So <laughs> this whole fig thing from smiling outside, Sounds like yeah. just a clusterfuck and just like, are you just pouring in dozens of hours a week for no reason? Or, I mean, I'm it sounds like a horribly political process. I'm definitely pouring in hours worth of work a week, but I wouldn't say it's for no reason. Um, I'd say I put in more time than I ever expected to, and the outcome will be awesome. And if it's not, I'm gonna rage quit so hard. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm <laughs> I really like what the figure's doing. Getting there is difficult um, because people have opinions and they speak. Um, but that's it almost like, seems to me at this point like you have too many members because the first no. the first two, well, three went through fast. Mm. But now you have like they did, but there were and it's taking there were massive problems. Style and really simple auto loading. It's not something that you know, a cash PSR where somebody has Joomla had implementation already, full implementation. Um, yeah. You know, Symphony has theirs, Drupal has theirs, everybody has cash. So yeah. it's trying to figure out the commonalities between that that's going to give us an interface that can be used by everybody with, you know, they also have, have to rewrite to be compatible with the interface. But there's a lot more opinions about this than there is code style. With code style, it's tabs or spaces. Oh, fuck you, it's tabs. No, it's spaces. All right. Spaces. Yeah. And what I will say about the original versions is that um, there, there were issues with the original three. Like, there's a lot. Um, and the, the, the fact that I had to vote, you know, the fact that I had to 
make errata be a possibility and then implement um, errata uh, specifically to cater for this one piece of really vague wording. There were there were lots of issues in there. Like um, there's another piece of errata going in. Like uh, if you try extending um, if you try extending interfaces, so you have an interface that extends other interfaces, and you have loads of them, they go into multiple lines. There's just nothing in there for that. So no matter how you do it, it's invalid. Like there, there's loads of these crazy things that just weren't thought of in PSR2. Um, and a lot of people have said it's because uh, most standards take like a year to make or something. And um, and whilst you can make them quicker because there's not that many people involved, that's not that's probably not a good idea. Um, so because these original ones did actually go through very quickly because there wasn't many people looking at the group. No one necessarily cared that much. Um, and the people involved just went, yeah, cool, that, fuck it, stamp, done. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm saying that's 100% how it went. There, there was voting procedures and everything else. But... That sounds like something Paul Jones would say right there. <laughs> I'm sure he'll give me a slap when I finally get to meet him. But um, the fig moved faster previously, and and there is the potential, uh, there is the possibility that, that some things should have had more time and effort put in. So at the moment, we kind of have the opposite problem of things are moving slow as shit. A lot of the reason for that, it's not because there's too many people. It's not a too many cook situation. Um, the, the voting members, there's still only 27 of us. And there were, like a year ago, there was 20 of us. It's not that different. Um, the, a lot of the alternative proposals come from outside people. Um, one of the big things that's helped is getting the workflow in that I just explained about the draft and everything else because one of some things in review theoretically you're not meant to be able to make new alternative proposals because we're just getting this one document done um, and it also kind of it makes it it makes the whole thing a little bit more official when people know kind of where a document is whereas before with PSR when it uh, with PSR 4 when it was referred to as PSRX um, we would like nearly get it done and then uh, there was no we'd never know is it ready for a vote yet like we'd never know because um, there was no there was no way of knowing and, and you just have to kind of feel like it probably was and then as soon as you feel like it was about ready to put it in for a vote uh, to, to finally get it accepted some guy would just pop up on the mailing list one day and be like oh hey I completely rewrote this and changed the whole thing and just started again <laughs> and then people would say oh well you can't just put it for a vote without without considering this alternative proposal so then you have to argue about which one's better for ages and then you have to work out all that shit and then you kind of maybe merge some of their ideas and they don't really fit in properly so you have to kind of massage that down and then three months later you finally got over that bump and then all of a sudden oh look I've just come up with a alternative proposal <laughs> fuck off um, and and you had that that was the main problem so that's why we kind of took a step back made the workflow then tried doing this but it still kind of happened um, the I said to the guys look P- PSR 4 we're just going to roll this back out for a quick little um, little touch up we're going to keep it in review and we're going to see if we can improve some of the wording a little bit. And then all of a sudden, there's four alternative proposals. <laughs> Paul himself has now made three different versions of the doc. Um, I don't. It's hard, but I don't think it's too many people. All right. Okay. That's so, in short, my answer is no. <laughs> TLDR. Well, on that note, I'm going to go refill my beer. Nice. I'm now on uh, Woodchuck. The the, uh, the pumpkin woodchuck. Um, woodchuck is generally terrible. It's entirely sugar. I think we had a little cider section on the episode on the on the podcast a few episodes ago. But uh, yeah, Americans like their sugary cider. I will accept it because it does. It's uh, it's better than nothing. 
Uh, I guess you don't mind the sugar because you're on Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, I don't mind the sugar with uh, with Mike's. It's good. Um, this stuff. I got a lot of abuse last time I tried drinking some of that, but it's tasty. And now I'll get the abuse. Yeah, it it tastes good. My friends used to give me shit because I would order that, but that shit's good. Mm. Um, it is, and I'm probably get shit for this, but it's better than a Corona with lime. Well, the problem is now it's That's it's bad. out there for the entire internet to get new shit. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be posted on Reddit. <laughs> uh, PHP drama. I'm just saying. Um, does anyone know who PHP drama is yet? Because everyone thinks it's me, and it's hilarious, and I I love that people think it's me, but it's not. I don't um, think it's you because it's not your your humor. Right. I think I think I really think it's um Jeremy McCullough. Okay. Whoever right. it is was at ZenCon. So right. that really narrows it down. Like that's confirmed it was? He he tweeted from inside a session or something about yeah. a session. And so why would and he he's pick def- a random session, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. And so, he's definitely American. Yeah. That's been proved by some of the terms he's used. So Yeah, right. like at first that narrows Tim it down, was actually obviously. on my radar. But uh Sorry? Anymore. At first Re- Lee Tingle was on my radar because it is his sort of humor. Yeah. Yeah, but then he started well, it, doing like it, your mom jokes, and so that, that right. I feel like it's definitely someone that like I've met, or at least yeah. that knows me relatively well, because like most of most of the first tweets were me, like about, we're probably, <laughs> about my shit. We're and, probably like, all like, going to be shocked, and it's going to be like Taylor Otwell. Yeah, it's going to be Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark horse. Yeah, there's a lot of things I've said. Like I randomly post stuff in the fig, and then like a, an hour later, he'll he'll well, he or she uh, will have yeah, it up on. Uh, maybe it's Amy. <laughs> no. She blocked herself. She's arguing with herself. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, though, me and Amy Stefan, uh, Stefan, I've, I've heard it. It's Stephen Stefan. I Steve, I thought Amy it was Steve. Steve. Oh, I, I said that, and then it, um, I was with Anthony Ferrer, and he corrected me. I was like, okay, I'll pronounce it Stefan if I have to. Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, we've been getting on recently, which is good. Um, she's, you know, been helping out in the fig. Uh, she was on the same side as me during the really bizarre conversation about how composer class map works. I don't even <laughs> want to get into it. Like, the whole thing about my video was... In in PSR four, we were saying um, people were complaining about it, saying that it was trying to define the one and only true algorithm that you had to use to 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 auto load your code. And I was like, how is that a possible thing? There were three rules in there that said, um, kind of, when you get the class name, all you got to do is um, you map the prefix to the base ma- uh, the base directory somehow. The auto loader does that. We don't care, but that will happen. Um, you take all of the backslashes. And you want to end up turning them into forward slashes, um, and you want to put .php on the end. So that wasn't meant to be describing sequential pseudocode. That was just saying that's what's going to end up happening, right? It's meant to be kind of describing the the required effect, and not saying, and not like literally saying you have to SDR replace this and see way <laughs> to do it. Um, which <laughs> so many people seem to think. Um, and usually, me and Amy disagree about absolutely fucking everything. Um, but she was right there helping out and, and giving examples. So I, I asked um, one of the main people that was concerned, confused about this, or suggesting that the algorithm was being defined. 
I said, can you give me an example of a different type of algorithm that you would like to use? And he said, well, class mapping. You know, I want to I want to cache the results um, in an array and then and then use them later. I was like, that's absolutely fine. You can do that. And he went, no, you can. I said, yes, you can. And then that was the conversation for three days. I was just like, he was just arguing about how words worked in English. And I'm like, but I speak English. And it was really weird because um, that conversation went on for a while. And in the end, Amy stepped in to try and give a decent example. And she said that PSR zero um, described the same kind of effect. It was like, this will turn into this. Um, but uh, but Composer, um, uh, PSR zero would allow you to use class maps because Composer is PSR zero compatible and it also supports class map. Therefore, if you can class map your PSR zero results, it's still a PSR zero autoloader. And in the same token, PSR four, you can cache the results and it would still be a valid PSR four autoloader. From that, they they misinterpreted that as the built-in default class mapping tool in Composer uh, will somehow manage to <laughs> auto-load your PSR zero code. Like, no, that's not what we said. It's just and a big clusterfuck. <laughs> it's so close to being kind of what we said, but really not. It's like, it does, yes, the generic class map functionality will auto-load PSR zero code if you've told Composer that it's PSR zero code and you've said um, optimize the autoloader. So then the PSR zero logic will follow the exact same rules as, as the normal autoloader, but it will take all those classes and shove them into the same class map array. Therefore, PSR zero can use class mapping to map the results. But they completely ignored the fact that class map is a generic term for this is a map of classes, um, and then decided that the only type of class map that ever exists was the default class map, which is where you say, there's a directory, why don't you go and see what classes are in it? And they were like, but if you look through this thing, that's not, that's not PSR zero. We're like, yeah, dude, we, we know. But, and, and that was, that was the argument. I think and we then, need a PSR because, class map. Sorry? We need a PSR class map. <laughs> yeah, 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 that might work. Settle all the questions. You know, let's say one is something different. So no, two film. years from now, we'll have auto loading and class mapping down. Yeah, that would be two yeah. years ago. Two years from now, I'll be dead if that. <laughs> so, Phil, I tweeted out before uh, we started this that you really, with the auto loader, you don't even need to transform backslashes into forward slashes. You can just take right. the base and slap PHP on the end and try to load it from the base directory because, yeah, was pointed out before, PHP will handle either one of those. So. Does that work cross yeah. OS? Does that work like Windows, Linux, Mac? Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. PHP does that for you now. Okay. The one of the things that was brought up was that apparently PSR four as it stands and PSR zero as it does uh, doesn't support remote file systems. This was apparently a, a, a concern. Um, so the whole point of trying to term of using the terms was uh, that rule was essentially saying you should take the backslash, which is the namespace separator and turn it into whatever is the correct, uh, whatever is the, the directory separator for your file system of choice, right? For the target file system is what I referred to it as. Uh, because if you're using OS, uh, like, I don't know, OS 9 or something, then like maybe it's a, a, a carrot or something. Like I don't know what there are other directory separators there are. I don't know how we're not supporting remote file systems. 
but essentially we're just saying take that and turn it into whatever the fuck you use to separate your namespaces. Maybe maybe your namespace, uh, maybe your folder is separated with the word Dave. I don't know, but like as long as it as long as it's done that way, then it's fine. Um, there's been some interesting discussions in there. And that was actually uh, the original um, suggestions for or complaints of PSR Zero was somebody said uh, a guy named Tom can't remember his last name but he's saying you should be able to just specify what you want to split on and all this stuff it was very confusing but yeah it's all taken care of hopefully how long before PSR four is back to vote would you say well a new alternative proposal came up yesterday so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, what's ended up happening was the one that went to vote, the one that nearly passed the vote before I fucked with it, um, that one ended up becoming very much, uh, ev- I made a lot of iterative improvements. Me, Paul, um, uh, Paul Dragunis and, uh, Mike Van Veel sat down and we kind of went through a lot of stuff. We, we felt like we simplified the wording and we took care of most people's complaints without bastardizing the entire thing. And then more stuff happened, and then more alternative proposals came up, and then more merges happened. And it, I don't feel like it got away from us, um, but it definitely it got wordy. It just got long, and like the definition section is really fucking long, and it's it was definitely verbose. But that's because it's trying to take care of everyone's concern. Um, so it got into a really big document, and then somebody else came up with his PSR zero plus two rules, which is all we're adding. It's removing the fa- um, removing the special meaning from underscores, so they're literal. Uh, and and making this whole like prefix match up with the base directory. They're the only two changes. Um, so someone came up with PSR zero plus those two, um, and then Paul came up with um, a kind of a mix between PSR zero plus the two things and kind of his, the intentions of his old document, but much smaller. So now we have those three to pick from. Um, so if, probably... you, if you pick that one, you know, Drac and and Bo and they all they like that one. They would accept that. So yes, if you like that one. I think we can start a vote on that. I'm I'm pretty sure that the mini one's going to happen and it's going to happen relatively soon. The weirdest thing is most of the people that have been complaining that PSR four doesn't cover all their concerns, doesn't say this, that, or the other. They're the people saying, "Yeah, I like this mini version, which doesn't mention any of the things we've been arguing about." <laughs> right. Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> if, if you're happy, if you're if you're happy, then fine, we'll do it. I don't I don't care. <laughs> um, it's getting really close though I think within a month like definitely within a month we'll have something going back in for a vote so it should be implemented fairly soon and the best part is the technical implementation and that has not changed um, nothing technically has changed about it it's just the way we're trying to word it um, and that's a bit bizarre but at least it's not like cache which is like you know the, the method names change and the, the whole where methods yeah, where are, they are what's storing all that stuff it's, uh, it's confusing I hope we get cache through soon mm. but I don't see that happening yeah Ben when are you going to join up it's so much fun it, it does not sound fun <laughs> oh, so yeah. back with away actually from the- oh, go ahead go ahead Don Oh, okay, I was going to say this is away from fake stuff. So if you wanted to say something, oh about yeah, fake. what is what are the rules? Because like most people represent a major project, but then there's some people that don't seem to represent anything. I'll leave that one to you, Dom. Okay, so um, before I joined, there was some um, you know rules put in place for that. Mostly the fig is the framework interoperability group. So the the idea is for projects, but there's been a vocal minority that are saying, hey, let's not admit 
projects. Let's admit people who can make a difference and and uh, really contribute. So, um, so like there's one framework core devs. Yeah, like framework core devs or community members that have influence and can really get the ear of the community and kind of see what the community wants. So Cal Evans currently fills that role of representing the community at large. Good choice. And then there's, um, with the 27 members, there's some CMSs. I should have got the stats on how many CMS versus how many framework only versus how many package only. Um, you know, Jordy's on there from Composer and Packagist. So um, it's about, I'm of the, the idea if a project's big enough, it needs to be represented. Um, it was like that with um, Yi. Yi just joined a few weeks ago because Phil reached out to them on Reddit and got him got him to submit a membership request. Well, he wasn't very active on the Fig mailing list at all, you know, before then. But the project's big enough. We wanted the project represented. Um, now there's another one, um, Sculpin. Um, which is Sculpin.io. For those who are wondering, it's like Jekyll, but written in PHP. It's a static site generator. Okay. It doesn't have a very big community. Um, it has a few users, and um, it's growing, but it is written by one of the most active people on the PHP fig mailing list. So in my opinion, the project itself in its own shouldn't be able to join, but the person behind the project has enough to offer that he should be able to join. So um, we just put that out there for discussion today. We'll see what happens with that. But Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a hard one because I definitely understand only wanting framework core, but then you have people like Cal and people like Jordy who definitely should have a voice. So that's, good. Yeah. that's a hard question. Yeah. I guess people are stuck on the name framework interoperability group, so some are saying, hey, it's just frameworks, but yeah. with the monolithic frameworks kind of going the way of the dinosaur, you know, and it's it's all about packages now and, and and things like that. It really needs to be, I think, people based and not project based. But again, but then if that's it's a pretty subjective project, so how do you judge? What do we what do we miss there? You're saying it should be people based and not project based uh, so for the thing, members. Or? Um, I gave my opinion on who should be able to join, um, or what the fig should consist of. One, if it's a big enough project like Yi, um, it should be able to join because it's got a huge community behind it. Alternatively, if a person is active, knows what he's talking about, and is able to contribute time and resources, uh, in the case of Bo Simonson. He should be able to join, and he has a project, Sculpin.io, that was just put on the mailing list today to discuss the possibility of a membership application. Yeah, yeah, I From, saw that. I mean, if um, the way I fit it, figure is, is, it's kind of how PHP internals does it. If you uh, you can get voting uh, voting privileges for things like you know RFCs, uh, you can get voting privileges if you've uh, submitted a patch in the past, um, if you know, so if you've given them code. Um, or if you've been active on the forum, uh, active on the mailing list, or if you've, uh, if you're representing a large project. So I can probably get voting privileges just based on piracy CMS alone, which would be nice. Um, but if I hadn't, and I'd been obviously proving that I've been really, if I've been contributing to conversations a lot and people like my contributions, then I could also be voted in, right? Um, so that, it might make sense. 
Well, to me. Um, but the way I figure it is, if you are a... <clears throat> I don't know what's wrong with me right now. Um, if you're a, a PHP developer and you know what you're talking about and you've got a lot of useful opinions for the fig, you've probably made something. You know, you've probably got some project out there that you could that you could use to represent you. Um, and if you've been making enough useful contributions, then people will just say, sure, yeah, we'll vote him in. At least he's got a project that he's representing. Um, it doesn't need to be ye for you to get in. Because the way, I, the way I kind of do it is if I know who they are and they have been making useful contributions, I will vote for them. Or if I have no idea who the fuck they are, but they represent a massive project, then I will also vote for them. So that's why I got the guys from Facebook SDK, and I, I, I sponsored the guy from Yee. I have no idea who he is. I've never, you know, had any conversations with him or anything else. We just work in different communities, whatever. Um, but he represents Yee, and having Yee on the fig is powerful. So I was just like, yeah, dude, come on in. You know, that'd be great. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I said too. It's, it's all, all that same thought. If the, if the project's big enough, it should be represented, or the person's making enough contributions. Yeah, it was value. So, so I definitely think uh, you know we can get that in. Yeah, um, that reminds me of a thing. I was chatting to the people that the Pass team, Pass.com. If you ever come across them, uh, they have been acquired by Facebook, and they have been put in charge of uh, the Facebook SDK. Yay! Someone's That's, working uh, on the SDK. You didn't understand. <laughs> Parse, parse.com. Yeah, yeah. So those guys, <laughs> oh, they joined. The okay, I had no idea what Phil said. Oh, yeah. Farmer, farmer, cider cheese. That's how I talk. Um, <laughs> the uh, the past team have been put in charge of uh, of the PHP SDK Facebook, um, and they are very interested in making it PSR 0, PSR 1 and 2, um, and all these various things. And I was kind of chatting to them about how they could maybe kind of use... Uh, major version milestones to move bits at a time. So, you know, PSR 0 first off would be quite easy to do with uh, with maybe... Or, or just fuck it, start again, rewrite. I'm not sure which. Probably rewrite might make more sense, but um, they're interested in doing that. They're, they're looking like they're going to get into the fig. Um, they, they're they doing a pretty good job. Um, they might even merge my pull request, which makes Ooh. the PHP, uh, PHP SDK work on, uh, on 5.5. So that'd be nice. You know, I'd, I'd like that to go in. Sometime it's only been two months, so you know it's. You don't sound bitter at all, at least. No, <laughs> no, it's 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 really fucking annoying because every single time I deploy any code, um, when you deploy code uh, using uh, using like Chef and it runs Composer to to install all the files, um, I have it loading from. Uh, you can use preferred distribution, which means that it um it will install uh install zip files if it can find them. And um, so Compose is always the slowest part of any Chef deployment, um, and it and it now it's much quicker. So it goes dunk 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 dunk, and it just uses the cache of um, uh, the cache of zip files from the previous deploy. Mm. When you do it, uh, when you have a fork on there, because I've had to fork the Facebook SDK um, just so I can get that one line of code in there, um, it, it won't use a zip file anymore because it's just a random commit. So it's uh, it instead of going dunk 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 dunk, it goes thinking about it, cloning the Git, getting the whole repo down, and it takes really fucking long. And every day I see that happen, and every single day I just go, just merge it! Just merge it and tag a new version already, you bastards! <laughs> so uh, I, am, I am bitter about it, because it reminds me every day that they haven't done it yet, and it's really frustrating. <laughs> That's fine. Nice. 
Good. Uh, do we? I, I think we've covered stuff. Do you have anything, Don? You want to say something? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say here in a couple of weeks, I was talking about. I mentioned earlier the Joomla World Conference, um, which is the eighth, uh, ninth, and tenth of November. We're having because um, we were talking about CMSs competing with one another earlier, and um, we actually we're having Matt Mullenweg of WordPress fame. Um, he's coming and actually doing a keynote at the Joomla World Conference on Whoa. Sunday. So, Make sure no one has any glass bottles. Yeah, yeah, nobody to throw those. Um, so you know, that's just the community and the PHP community as a whole kind of growing more, um, and I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. There you yeah, go. that's powerful stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think again, it's things like Composer and PSL Zero and the Fig and all that junk kind of bringing people closer together because you don't have to write all your own code from scratch and you can easily include somebody else's stuff. And I, I even saw conversations a little while ago between um, uh, crap, who was it? Um, I have no idea how to say his name. Pad, Padrick, Padrick Brady. Yeah, I think it's Padrick Brady. I'm just having a really hard time pronouncing it, but that I didn't really think. Uh, yeah, him and um, one of the uh, whatever, like Zenden Symphony, were discussing maybe one of them should uh, kind of deprecate their YAML package, and then the other one should use the others, right? Yeah. So that'd be fucking awesome. Like you download Zend, and then like there's a Symphony package in there. Just so people, nice. the, all the communities are coming much closer together because we have this whole package dependency ability now that we never had before. So. It's good to see the CMS developers doing that as well instead of just being tribal. Right. So there's actually um, there's a pull request on the Joomla framework right now to use the um, Symphony session package. Yeah. The only thing that's holding us back from that is that it's tied to HTTP Foundation, and we don't necessarily oh, use that's that. Big. that's big. Yeah. If it was its own um, component, we would. I'm pretty sure we would. It would be merged already. But we're still talking. Do we want to use HTTP? Foundation or uh, or not. The mouthful. Also, <laughs> on top of that, um, Joomla does utilize uh, Symphony's YAML package for our uh, registry. Nice. So, yeah, we are starting to uh, bring in some of these other uh, packages. We got uh, uh, the whoops error handler in there. Nice. That, that's going in Joomla framework. What's that? And that's going in the Joomla framework. Yeah, that's going in Joomla. That's framework. awesome. Um, I remember when that was po- posted first on Reddit, and I um, I sent the link to to Taylor to include it. And um, I'm pretty sure he was wasn't too impressed with it being called Damn It. Um, and like, oh, yeah. Would you? And then luckily they changed the name because enough people said like, Hey, maybe we should change the name. But uh, would you have included it? If it's called Damn It. Um, I wouldn't mind. I'm sure, <laughs> but uh, maybe some of the other guys would. Mm. Um, we were we're talking about using PHP UTF-8. I love it. I want to use it. But yeah. um, actually, we had to open an issue with them because they do some. They do some startup things during the startup of the package that we didn't necessarily want to push. Oh, them. yeah. Are you talking about patchwork UTF-8? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's got some weird bootstrap stuff in there. I'd like to see a, a more kind of PSR1 rules following don't fuck with the global state logic. Exactly. So we, we haven't used that yet, but there's been talk of that. Um, so uh, before we end here, I did want to say a couple things about the Joomla framework and one of the reasons why we didn't, another reason why we didn't take somebody else's framework and just build on top of that is we had a core group. Joomla works with the Google Summer of Code every year for the past however long, and we get a lot of contributions from that. And um, over the past two years, there have been contributions for uh, open source APIs. We have a Facebook API. We have the 
first full implementation of the GitHub V3 API. Um, there are some others out there now, but we were the first one to be fully compatible with uh, V3. Uh, we, of course, we got Twitter. We got OpenStreetMaps. Um, that's that was submitted to the CMS when we're porting it into the framework here still. So that's what do you mean, sorry, when you say that you have these APIs and you have compatibility? What are you? What? Okay, so if you go to GitHub.com slash Joomla forward slash Joomla framework and then yeah. look in the source Joomla folder, you'll see there's these different social packages that we have that offer a similar API between all the packages that oh, interfaces okay. with all of these social, um, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Like I right, said, so is it, are they essentially uh, PHP APIs that you can, uh, PHP packages that you can use to kind of interact with their APIs that offers yeah. a... Very exactly. consistent uh, method naming type of approach. Yeah, okay. the setup is the same. Um, you are, know, they, are they tied to Joomla? What's that? Are they tied at all to Joomla framework, or are they completely standalone and happen to be under your namespace? Or? So right now, that was one of the things that's a 1.0 blocker for us, is um, being that they they came from the CMS, and we've, we've namespaced them, put them into, and started following best practices in the framework. And we're still trying to figure this out, how we can address it. But right now, there are some dependencies that you have to use. Like, you have to use our application. You busted. I know. That's what I <laughs> I'm like, we, this is one of our strongest points for the framework. Yeah, well, that, that needs to happen. To make it that you have to use our application package with this is just bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a one you know, release yet, so we can break compatibility, you know, all day. So yeah, yeah. Um, I well, that want sounds like a really powerful thing to try and do. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's the 1.0 blocker. I have a couple weeks before Joomla World Conference and the scheduled release um, to try to figure that out. But I've been busting my ass these past couple weeks just uh, getting everything ready, head nice. over 50 commits, um, and you know, probably a dozen and a half merged pull requests into the framework. Um, just cleaning everything up and getting ready. So. Ah, well, you should cool. have another couple of Mike's Hard Lemonades and try and get on planning how you're going to do that. <laughs> you meanwhile, meanwhile right? I just realized that I'm uh, about half an hour late to meet my girlfriend, and I've already had to cancel dinner on her because I spent the entire evening fixing chef bullshit <laughs> instead of dinner with my girlfriend. So um, on that note, I will bid you all farewell. Um, this worked out pretty well. We'll probably get this video up, or definitely at least the audio up. Um, and yeah. you guys can, if you didn't see it live, you can watch it. Next time, follow uh, PHP Town Hall um, on Twitter, so you can see when we're uh, about to do more. And we might even try and get a calendar up or something crazily organized Whoa. like that. Well, we can we can do a shared Just, public. We got we videos, and now, now. Right, we want right, to do a calendar. I'm just saying maybe. I'm just saying maybe do we'll you, get a calendar up. Do you want to make like a project plan and schedule guests like a year out now? Yes, I do feel like we might need to get some uh, some venture capital for this. I will start hitting up uh, investors. We'll probably need at least three million. Um, but uh, well, I, I, was, million. I, mean, I was thinking three billion. Four million. Billions yeah. than a million. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so on that note, uh, piss off, guys. Alright, see you, Phil. Right. <laughs> see you.
Radio. 